Please turn your Bibles to the Gospel of John. Over the next several weeks, we'll be looking at the God you call Lord. This series is not only great for new Christians, but also for mature Christians who need to remember who it is they need to center their life around and who it is they call Lord. Amen. Amen. This will by no means be an exhaustive study of this gospel, but enough to fulfill its original intent and purpose as brought out by the Apostle John himself in John chapter 20. Let's start there. And verse 31. John chapter 20 and verse 31 where he says, But these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and believing you may have life in his name. So that's again John chapter 20 and verse 31. And I really want you to understand something about what John is saying here. He's saying, I've written this so that you believe. We are living in a time where there is so much confusion. You know, we, we really don't know who to call Lord, <laughs> what to call Lord. Uh, and there's just so much happening in the world right now. And as we move forward, there's going to be confusion and there's going to be all sorts of things that are happening that people are going to start questioning what they believe. And I believe that this is, you know, what was written for back then is, is relevant right now. We need to know who we serve. We need to know who we call Lord. And we need to not budge from that. Amen. Jesus said, I am the way, which is in the Gospel of John, the truth and the life. He didn't say, I'm a way and you can pick another one if you don't like it. <laughs> you are with me. I know it's not religiously correct, but it is truth. Amen? And we really need to acknowledge that, receive that, and walk in the light of that. And so that's what this is all about. This is about us re-establishing, us becoming grounded in what we believe. Amen? Hallelujah. Now, very briefly, the Apostle John was one of Jesus' first disciples that was not only there with Christ as, at his crucifixion, while all the other ones deserted him, and why he actually handed over the care of his mother to him, but also the only one that I love is that nobody could martyr. Amen. Amen. To me, that speaks very loudly. This is his gospel, his good news, which is what gospel means, by the way, and what he wanted to share with the whole world about his Savior and who he called Lord. Amen. Amen. So let's begin in John chapter 1 and verse 1. Didn't want to do lots of introductions because we need to get to the gospel itself. <laughs> John chapter 1 verse 1. I want to read through to verse 5 to begin with. Then we'll go back to verses 1 and 2 and look at that. John 1 1. In the beginning, and I'd like to add before all the scientists, evolutionists, and atheists who came to decide something else, Okay, in the beginning was the Word. The Word, therefore, Word, I'm sorry if you can follow me, is Logos. It's the Greek word Logos, which refers to the entire Word of God. This is really important. You all know that if you're doing Bible college, you know the difference between Rhema and Logos. Rhema is a spoken word. 
okay? It is the rhema that we use as a sword of the spirit. When, when we are being attacked and we want to come against the enemy, we use the rhema word of God. But this is talking about the logos, where the rhema comes from. Every rhema comes from the logos, okay? The logos is the entire word of God. And I need you to understand something that Jesus Christ was the entire word of God. He was the word. Are you all with me? See, this is the whole problem that the, the, the Jewish leaders had because they had twisted the word so much, they couldn't even recognize the word when he walked up to them. Isn't that something? Instead of recognizing the word and realizing who the word was, and giving the word the honor that was due. That's why it says, and we'll see this, he came to his own and his own did not receive him. Because his own didn't know what the word was anymore. And this is the danger of religion. When he takes the word of God and turns it and twists it and makes it something natural instead of allowing to remain supernatural. Amen? Anyway, that's what the word means. Logos. All right, so it says, in the beginning was the Word, Logos, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He, that is the Word, was in the beginning with God, meaning that Christ was not created. This is really important. Every human being in this earth came from something, but Christ was always there. People say, well, you believe in what you want to believe. I'll believe in what I want to believe. Hey, we believe in the person that was always there. Amen. You want to believe in some person that came after? <laughs> I wouldn't. <laughs> anyway, all right. And he says, it says here again, he, that is the word, was in the beginning with God. Meaning that Christ was not created. He is eternal. And why it said that the word was God. Verse 3, all things were made by and through him. And without him, nothing was made that was made. You need to get that. Nothing that we see was made without him. He's the one who made everything. This is who we call Lord. Do you understand? Okay? All right. We'll look at this in more detail. Verse 4, in him, that is the word, was life. And the life was the light of men and women. Verse 5, and the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. So these are the first five verses. There is so much in them. If we, you know, if I was doing a, a proper study on this, it would take us weeks to get through these five verses. There is just so much in there. Uh, I, I don't want to do that to you right now, okay? But because the focus of the study is to get an overall view of the Lord and God of our life, we'll only briefly touch on a few important aspects uh, that relate to that, beginning again with verse 1. So let's go back and look at verses 1 and 2. So notice again it says, In the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He, that is the Word, was in the beginning with God. Now in the literal text, I found that the word order of verse 1 actually has the phrase, the Word, beginning each part of the sentence. Okay, and I think that's really important, which means that the Apostle John wanted all the focus to be on the Word. All right? And why it should actually read, the Word was in the beginning. Catch this now. Not in the beginning was the Word. The Word was in the beginning. The Word was with God. 
the word was God. And then he was in the beginning with God. Did you get that? When we have the word starting everything, then the he sits right under that. And we know who the he is. Because right from the beginning, it was the word, the word, the word. He was in the beginning with God. The word. Are you, are you getting this? Amen? Okay. <clears throat> the reason that the Apostle John writes it this way was that he wanted to let us know that the word existed eternally with God as God. Why is this important? Because we serve not just a really great person. Not just a really good guy. Not just an amazing prophet. We serve God. One that was not created. One that was there from the very beginning. That had no beginning. That has no end. That's who we serve. That's who we call Lord. Who do you call Lord? Who do you call Lord? Does, that, does, that me does, does it measure up to that at all? You'll have an opportunity at the end. <laughs> we need to get this family. Because we play games with this. Every time, I, I really need you to get this. Every time you say, oh, do I have to do that? Do I really need to do that? This is who you're arguing with. But I don't feel like... <laughs> we walk by faith, not by feelings. Amen? All right. Must move. All right. <laughs> Secondly, the word was a person. So first, the word was God. Secondly, the word was a person, namely the Lord Jesus Christ. Something that the Apostle John would make very clear in the book of Revelation. By the way, the book of Revelation is actually the revelation of Jesus Christ. If you read verse 1, it tells you that. Okay? <laughs> All right. And in, but when we get to verse, uh, chapter 19, verse 13, let's have a quick look there. Revelation chapter 19, verse 13. It says, he, talking about Jesus Christ, was clothed with a robe dipped in blood. And his name is called. I really like that. It didn't say was called. It has been, it will be, and eternally will be the word of God. I want you to see the word. Did you see the word? In the beginning was the word. Here it is. That's his name. I think that is extraordinary. And so now the Apostle John has established the fact that the Word was God. He goes on now in, uh, to tell us in verse 3. He says, not only was the Word God, okay? With God, was God, eternally existing. But now he says, all things were made by and through him. We need to get this now. You know, so much of the time we read Genesis. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And we always envision, I anyway, I did, okay. I always used to see God the Father, okay. And that, that was God that did everything, one God. 
But I need you to understand something that, the, see, John does something very interesting. I, I Read this. Let's read this again and read very carefully. He says in verse 3, all things were made by and through him, and without him, nothing was made that was made. Without him, nothing was made that was made. In other words, he had a hand in everything that was made. Why is this so important? Because when the created order gets out of line, you need to know that the person that created it lives in you. See, if you don't acknowledge that, then you'll never be able to take dominion over it when it gets out of place, when it's misbehaving. Are you all with me? See, we, we, we play with this too much. Instead of receiving Jesus Christ, instead of walking in obedience, faithfulness toward him, and allowing him to grow in us, we're constantly fighting him. And when I say we, I don't mean us here, but the body of Christ is constantly fighting him. Constantly arguing with him and never allowing him to come into full expression in their life. To where when things look at you, they see Christ. They don't see you. What does Galatians, Jamie's favorite verse, Galatians 2.20 say? I'm crucified with Christ. Yet I live, but not I. It's Christ who lives in me. And the life that I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God. Do you understand? That's that life. That's, what you, that, that's the life that you portray. That's the life that's existing in you. That's the life that's trying to get out. And that's the life that will take control over everything around you. Amen. But only as long as we allow it to. While we're fighting it and arguing with it all the time. It doesn't get anywhere. And then we have the audacity. To say, God, how come things aren't going any better? Well, if you let me be Lord, it will. But you insist on being Lord of your life. Give me a backseat and suddenly when things go wrong, you got to be Johnny on the spot. <laughs> and as soon as things get better, oh, okay, you can go sit in the back now. Thank you very much. Hello. I'm taking too long. All right. Sorry, Lord. <laughs> this perfectly agrees with what the Apostle Paul wrote in his letter to the Colossians. Okay, somebody, you know, thinks, well, this is just the Apostle John. Well, let's have a look at what the Apostle Paul said, shall we? In Colossians chapter 1 and verse 16. For by him all things were created that are in heaven, that are on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created by him and for him. Now, we need to understand, the, this is the God that lives in you. You really need to get a hold of this. This is why we call him God. This is why we call him Lord. Do you understand? You know, he can be God, but is he Lord? <laughs> okay? You know, people say, oh, no, I know he's God, but is he Lord? 
Somebody sang the song, and I don't think it's exactly right. If he's not Lord of all, he's not Lord at all. Uh, you know, I think that's a bit extreme. Be careful with that one. You know, because, you know, we, we have trouble, don't we? Some of us have a little bit of trouble letting go of some, some things in our life. He is Lord of certain things, but maybe not everything. But I need you to understand something. In order for him to be able to work the way he needs to and wants to work in your life, he, you need to let go of those other things. Are you all here? It's only as you allow him to work, will he work. He's, he's not forceful. He's not like the devil who pushes all the time. He will wait for you to invite him. Do you understand? And also, unlike the devil who always wants to get his way, he wants to work with you. Sometimes we want to say, God, do everything. And he goes, no, let's do it together. The Lord working with them. Do you understand? See, he's not into this big ego trip. So many churches preach that. God doesn't want to share his glory. Oh, he's just so full of it. That's what I like to say. <laughs> he is not. With him, he wants to make you feel good. He wants to let you know that you have a purpose. Amen. That you weren't put on this earth to be a pawn. You were put on this earth to be a king and a priest. Amen? Amen. That will work with him more than a conqueror. How can you be a conqueror if he's always doing all the conquering? Then you'll be behind more than a conqueror. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> okay? But he said you. That's why Jesus said if you say to this mountain. He didn't say now if you pray and tell God to talk to the mountain and move it, he'll move it. He said if you say to this mountain, be thou removed, be thou cast in the sea. And if you don't doubt in your heart, but you believe those things that you say will come to pass, then you will have what you say. <laughs> and when you're praying, it's the same thing. It's verse 24. <laughs> okay, it's a short Roche translation, but you know what I'm trying to say. Okay, I want you to notice that he's always saying to you, Do something, and we've taken that and we've said, Ah, yes, yes, God helps those who help themselves. That is a demonic saying. If you help yourself, where's God in that? And how's God going to help you while you're helping yourself? Do you understand? It's very subtle, but it's there. You work with him. It's meant to be a partnership. I don't know how many times I've said, God, and people do this. People say, God, if, you know, if God wants, he'll do anything he wants. You know, if, if that's the case, he's doing a lousy job. I'm just going to say it. Terrible. If people think that way, <laughs> wow, I'd get it. Find somebody else. We need new leadership. <laughs> you know? But he isn't because he's saying, you, you are my hands. You are my feet. What are you doing? And if you don't get involved, then he's not involved. Remember, he's the head where the body. Have you ever tried to get your head to do something without your body? Revelation. Do you get it? Do you get it? The head works with the body. And the body is to work with the head. By the way. Okay. Took too long. All right. Must go on. 
Sorry. It's very hard not to minister or preach on this. All right, so verse 4. <laughs> in him was life. In him, in the word, was life. I really need to get, get that, okay? In the word was life. In the word is life. That's why Hebrews says, the word of God is sharper than any two-edged sword. It is full of life. It is energized. It, it has the ability to energize you. But only when it is mixed with the Holy Spirit. Otherwise, it's a dead word. See, that's the reason why you need to read the word with God. And allow him, allow the author to speak the word to you while you're reading it. So many people have read this without a, a, a reborn spirit. Can I use that? Okay, without being born again. And it's just words on a page. But those that are reborn, that are born again from above, have a relationship with God, and they read it, and God says, isn't that wonderful? And you go, what, what? Who are you talking to? The author. He's giving me insights. And the number of times that has happened to me, I'll be reading something, and he says, did you see that? I say, what did I miss? What did I miss? And he'll say, this, and go, whoa, that's really good. Then I'm excited for a while. It takes me a while to settle back down. Which is wonderful. That's life. It's better than the other. You're sitting there. Uh, what? 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 Oh, oh yeah, Leviticus. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Somebody's going through Leviticus right now, and she's saying, "Wow. Okay. All right. Great stuff in it." <laughs> okay. But you need the author, and then he tells you things as he did to her. And then it becomes exciting. It's amazing what happens when you realize that that word is alive. You need the word talking to you about the word. Can I say it again? You need the word talking to you about the word. And then it becomes alive, sharper than any two-edged sword, and it gives you life. Hallelujah. All right. And that's why it says, in him, that is the word, was life. And the life was the light of men and women. Now, <clears throat> notice a couple of things. First of all, it says, in him was life. Meaning that the life that Jesus Christ had did not come from the Father. You really need to catch this. But as God had his own unique life, independent of the Father. You need to get this. See, we need to understand that he was in the beginning he was not created. He's the Alpha, the Omega. You need to understand that there was life existing already. So the Father has life. So does Jesus Christ. He is God. Do you understand? He is God. He's not like a sub-God. Did you, did you hear what I just said? He is God. So when we see God the Father, we need to understand in the same way there is God the Son and God the Holy Spirit. The Trinity existed before anything else existed. Throughout all of eternity. Was there, will be there. Atheists will come and go, they'll still be there. People will say, we don't agree, and they'll die, and they'll still be there. Hello. They'll read, write books about he doesn't exist and die and they'll still be there. You need to get this. You need to get what I'm saying here. It never changes. 
No matter how much you write about it and how great an argument you make, truth will always stand. Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth. No matter what you write, the truth will remain the truth. Let me give you a hint. Just accept it and get going with it. <laughs> okay? Hallelujah. All right. <laughs> Secondly, as one theologian put it, the same God who gave us life is the same God who provides us with light for the pathway we travel. It is one thing to exist, but quite another thing to know how to live and to know the true purpose of life. Do you understand? He not only gave us life, but he gives us light. He lights our way. Are you with me? It's no point in just having life and existing. You know, all this creation, uh, evolution, all he talks about is, oh, life. But where's the purpose? It's life without purpose. It's just life just on a very basic level. Eat, drink, be merry. Tomorrow we might die. What kind of life is that? Well, it is not. <laughs> no, you, you know, that has, it has nothing to it. You think it's good. It's not. People were built with a desire for purpose. They wanted to know that their life means something. Are you all with me? And God gave us life with purpose. In him was life. And that life also brought purpose with it. It was our light. It would guide our path. Amen? Hallelujah. And that's what you received when you received Jesus Christ as Lord. <clears throat> Verse 5. And the light... Don't show me that one. And... <laughs> And the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend. And it says, overcome or extinguish it. There is so much in that. The light shone in the darkness. Your light shines in the darkness. In a dark world, we're the ones that shine. That's why I wrote the song, You're the Light of the World. Because you need to understand... No matter how dark it gets, don't be influenced by how dark it gets. Rejoice because your light shines brighter in the darkness. You know, at Christmas, we have to wait till it gets a little bit dark before we see all the lights. Sometimes they're on and you can't tell. And the lights aren't complaining. They aren't going, oh no, it's getting dark. Whoa, is us. <laughs> they're going, woohoo, it's getting dark. Here we come, boys. We're going to light the way. You should be that way. While everything is getting dark around you and people's lives are getting darker, you should be the light that lights the way for them. Are you all with me? Amen. As one commentator put it, it is the function of light to shine precisely in the darkness, to oppose darkness, and to dispel darkness. Not to cry about it. Amen. <laughs> All right. So what the Apostle John has done in just five verses is let everyone know that before any religion or religious leaders ever existed, there already existed the Word. Amen? And this Word was not only with God, but this Word was actually Himself God. And as God, it was He who created all things. And the life that He offers each of us 
is his own divine everlasting life, which not only brings with it light to light the way for us, but also overcomes and outlasts the darkness in every situation, every single time. Amen? Hallelujah. Let's move to the next few verses. Continuing on to verse 6. The Apostle John now goes on to introduce his first witness that would testify to the truth of all that he has just said in these first five verses. And that is John the Baptist. Well, that was a man, wasn't it? I tell you. <laughs> now, he's a diff different John altogether, okay? <laughs> this is not him writing by himself. <laughs> all right? And uh, <laughs> this John, John the Baptist, happens to be related to Jesus as well. He's he, on his mother's side. We see that in Luke 1 and verse 36 where the angel says to Jesus' mother, Mary, what's more, your relative Elizabeth has become pregnant in her old age. And uh, that was with John the Baptist, by the way. Okay? All right. So, verse 6, it goes on to say, there was a man sent from God. I want you to notice that this man was sent from God. He didn't send himself. So many people like to send themselves. <laughs> this man was sent by God. We need to accept this because then what he says matters. Because God sent him. All right? And it says whose name was John. Verse 7. This man came for a witness to bear witness of the light that all through him, that is through John the Baptist, might believe. Specifically that Jesus Christ was everything the apostle John said in these first five verses. Okay? And verse, verse 8 says, He, that is John the Baptist, was not that light, but was sent to bear witness of that light. So he's saying, listen, you may not want to believe me, but there is someone you can go talk to. There is somebody else that has testified. See, it's one thing for us to sit down and make up stuff and write it all out. It's another thing for somebody to corroborate all of it. To say, yep, I can, I can you know, I was a witness. I know this to be true. Are you all with me? And that's the reason because some people say, well, how do you know? And the devil will play on your mind on these things. How do you know this isn't one big sham? You know, this is all just fake and you die and that's it. That's the end. Hello, darkness, my old friend. Hello. <laughs> you know, okay. No, man, there is something after all of this. Because that's what all the atheists want to believe. That, you know, they just live their life the way they want because when they die, that's it. That's the end of it. We live not just for now. We live for what is coming. And what we do, you know, even when we give, it says that there will be treasures in heaven. You know, some of you have massive homes up there. You may not have a lot down here, but because of your giving, and you may not know how to receive down here, but that doesn't mean that God isn't going to honor what you gave. Did you get what I just said? And so, he, you know, when you get there, that's your eternal reward. And we look at those things. We look at things in that way. And so when we have, a, you know, an opportunity to be kind towards somebody here, we want to do that because we know that that is, you know, the home that we are heading to, that's the way it runs. It takes care of people. It loves people. And it wants to try and bring heaven to this earth through you. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven, Jesus prayed. How? You're it. 
And if you're going to act like a turkey, then it's not going to come. <laughs> okay, no. But you know what I'm trying to say? That's why we need to be God's hand and God's feet. Because he will work through us. And sometimes, family, I, listen to me. People question God, question his kindness, question his love because the person he spoke to was disobedient, didn't do what he told them to do, and somebody went without and questioned God because of it. And I'm sure that person that said, oh, you know, would have said, oh, God, if you want it, you can get it some other way, do it some other way because you can do whatever you want. Did you get that? No, that was you. You didn't do something. He got a black eye for it. Uh, few more verses. I was meant to get much. Oh, I ran out of time. Oh, come on. Give me a few more minutes. I'm, I'm going to take a few more minutes. <laughs> no, minus. Oh, geez, that was quick. <laughs> um, Give me about two or three minutes. Let, let me just, okay. I, I've, I can't stop here. Verse, uh, let me just read verses 9 through 13. If we need to come back and, and minister on that, we will do that next week. But let me read this to you. He says, that was the true light, the genuine article, which gives light to every man and woman coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made through him, and the world did not know him. Isn't that sad? Verse 11 is even worse when he says he came to his own, talking about the Jewish people, and his own did not receive him. Verse 12 is a wonderful verse, but as many as received him. Put your hand up. That's you. Hallelujah. Didn't have to be Jewish. Thank God. He says, as, as, you know what I'm saying? As many as received him, to them he as God gave the right, other versions say, the Amplified says, authority and power. I really like that. The right, the authority, and the power. See, if you weren't given the power, the devil could snuff you out before you did it. Do you know that was power? To receive him? When you decided you were going to turn your back on the devil, he couldn't just kill you? That's something, isn't it? He gave them the right, the authority, and the power to become children of God to those who believe in his name, who were born, and it says, not of all these things, not, not of blood, not of the will of the flesh, nor the will of man, but who were born of God. Amen? That's what happened when we received Jesus Christ as Lord. You were born of God. He gave you that right. That's who you call Lord. That's why we call him Lord. Do you understand? Not only is he God, but he stands over you and watches over you. And we're going to find out that he truly loves you. And he wants to do everything for you and everything with you. Amen. Did you get that? He isn't looking to make a name for himself. He wants you to shine. And he expects you to tell people why you're shining. Did you get that? That's how it works. Hallelujah. We'll stop there. Let's have every head bowed, every eye closed. Father, we thank you today for your word. We thank you for this incredible gospel. We thank you for the incredible truths that we're receiving. We thank you, Father, for the revelation of Jesus Christ as we go through this. 
Because that's what we are receiving right now, a revelation of him, who he is, what he's done, why he is Lord of our life. And we thank you that as the more we learn about him, the closer we will get to him and the greater our fellowship with him will be. That's where everything is. All our provision, all our power, everything is there. Our peace, our joy. Hallelujah. When we get reconnected to the Creator. Reconnected to life. In Jesus' name we pray. In your name, Lord. Amen. Amen. <laughs>